Not getting to work on your finances, not saving, not tracking your spending, not investing, and the list goes on. We all felt behind from time to time and not paying much attention to our money. But what if the feeling of procrastination was finally over and we can get on the top of it? Because ultimately, what we all seek is the road to becoming financially independent. My guest today is a longtime colleague and mentor of mine, Jim Ledwick. For almost 20 years, Jim has given clients personal financial advice through Main Street Financial Planning, a company that I actually own now. But in getting ready for retirement and transitioning to the next phase of his life, Jim decided to help people who are procrastinating in making financial decisions as a coach to help them actually get over that fence. In that regard, Jim wrote a book titled, Do Not Miss This Road, Financial Independence and Overcoming Procrastination. So tune in into our episode. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals. Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together but just don't quite know how? I am with you, I've been there, I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my money flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less of five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey, Money Bosses, Annie's here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I'm so excited for our guest today. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anna. 
So awesome to connect with you. And so we are discussing today how, and you actually, Jim, wrote a book on this topic, our listeners can finally take the next steps when it comes to overcoming roadblocks and avoid procrastination and all the necessary steps that they should take towards implementing recommendations or um, moving forward with their finances. So let's get into our um, conversation. I'm really excited to really learn about, and I've known you for many, many years. And for all of the listeners who are here today, we already did, um, by the way, welcome back, Jim. We already did one recording uh, with you in the past. So go back and listen to that. But for those of you who are listening to this first time, Jim and I worked together for many, many years. And so I've known you personally, professionally, and um, I was actually really quite surprised to, to learn once you shared that you were writing a book and on all of this um, interesting work you're doing um, in the next chapter of your life. Not surprised that you couldn't do it, but more surprised about the topic. So I'd love for you to share, how did you come up with this idea um, of writing a book on a topic that I think most people are rather not talk about? Well, the book is about uh, procrastination because over the years, almost 20 years that uh, I've been giving advice and you're pretty close to that yourself, there's just a certain segment of our audience that they took our advice and then they didn't do anything or they only did a couple of things and set aside some of the really important elements that they should have implemented. And you know, as I talked to other fee-only financial advisors around the country, they had the same experience where 10 or 15% of the people would pay them for advice and then they didn't take it. And so I, I started to wonder who's trying to solve that problem for that segment of the population that fee-only advisors uh, have, and then they just don't move forward. And uh, in my way of looking at it, that's a failure because I tried to help somebody and they didn't implement it. And sometimes I didn't find out why. So I thought, well, what are the, some of the techniques that I've used over the years that turn procrastinators into people that were willing to implement and move ahead in making their financial decisions and implementing them? So that's where the genesis of the book came from. It's there's a certain segment of people that they, uh, they have excuses, they have roadblocks, they have obstacles, they have detours, whatever you want to call it. And in preparation for the book, I tried to write down all of the excuses I've heard over the years. I asked some of my colleagues and clients to look at the list and help me expand it. And I came up with 34, and then I sat down to write the book. And deal with all of these, uh, I call them excuses, but in many cases, it's just a roadblock or a detour or an obstacle. So that's how I got to the position of writing the book. Yes, I certainly am echoing what you're saying, just because we've seen so many clients over the years. And some, some of those clients who really have followed up, followed through, right, and took the steps and implemented our recommendation, they're the ones who are having the success. But wouldn't you say that that's true in any part of your life, right? If you hire a coach to lose weight or you hire a coach to, you know, get you, get you off the fence or anything, um, as long as you take, take the steps and implement, that should lead you to the success that you're seeking. 
That's true. And in the book, it's, it's nothing revolutionary that I've laid out for the readers or the listeners. It's just a, a four-step process to stay focused and to move ahead and make sure that you've developed a system that won't let you down, that won't fail you, and you can achieve what you want to achieve in any part of your life. My focus, though, was financial independence, because a lot of people that approach us that would like to retire a little bit earlier, they may not quit working altogether, but they may do something else. And how can we help them get to that goal line? And so I just uh, explained to people how they sometimes developed poor habits in, as children, maybe their parents didn't mentor them correctly, <clears throat> or maybe they got sidetracked in their teen and early 20 years by having a good time and just doing things like playing video games and not really focused on the long game. And so that's, that's where I wanted to help people move ahead and get a hold of them earlier in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. Because a lot of my clients at Main Street over the years have been people 55 to 65. Uh, am I ready for retirement? And if I could have gotten a hold of them 20 or 30 years before then, I really could have helped them make the journey swifter and easier and more enjoyable. I agree with that. So in your opinion, what is the most frequent reason that people haven't implemented our recommendations? Well, it's kind of it's kind of funny because it's not something that you would immediately come to mind if you were just thinking about it. But as I look back and did my research, it was the vacation excuse. I'm getting ready to go on vacation. I'm on vacation. I just came back from vacation. It all had to do with vacations. And, and I'm thinking when people were telling me that, and as I thought about it uh, upon writing the book, I never really challenged them and said, couldn't you take 25 or 30 minutes and just do this or that? Uh, I just let them get away with the vacation excuse. So that happens to be of the 34, the most frequent that was used in my experience. That is, that is interesting because I, I, I've heard the vacation excuse. I think I personally have used the vacation excuse for a lot of things. <laughs> or actually, no, here's the opposite of that. I, I have found myself even more, even more you know, extremely productive and, and trying to get things done before I go on vacation. Like, it's like, you know, you do your best work. Like, oh my God, I've done so much in this like one day. But I've, I've never thought that that was like the top, the, the, the top excuse, but it's, it's interesting. So when you're, when you obviously, and with clients that we work with, um, have worked and continue working with the, the biggest step and the biggest success they're going to see um, in, in, you know, in regards to their finances and reaching their goals is actually right. The, the implementation piece, because they come to us, we're, we do the analysis, we provide recommendations. And so like the next big step for them is to actually start um, doing what we had told them to do. And so like this, this vacation excuse comes up, um, you know, how do you, how do you hold their hand, I guess, right? And, and, and I know you talk about it in the book, um, like, how do you move somebody from the state of like, okay, I just had a vacation. I just, or, you know, I'm going on vacation and it's sort of this constant state of mind of being on vacation. Well, the sense of urgency is really important, 
But I think the one feature that I like to focus on is accountability. And many people have actually hired us at Main Street over the years, not only due to financial plan, but to hold them accountable. And we've developed some automated software that's called My Plan Map or our action plan that automatically is asking them, have they completed this task? And if not, do they need help or they just want to delay it and set another deadline? And, and so it's, uh, it's that accountability feature that seems to be the key to getting things done. So it's like having a trainer and you know the trainer's coming next week and they're going to ask you how you did in between your last session and now. And I have automated uh, exercise and weight uh, tracking software where I get a report that goes to my brother, who's my accountability person for exercise and weight. And having those kinds of tools or techniques available seems to be the most effective way to implementation. It's accountability, whether it's a person or a system or both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. There's there's some kind of a, right? You feel like if you aren't going to get it done or, um, or if you feel you're not going to get it done and there's something or someone you need to report back, that puts a little bit more pressure, uh, hopefully get, helping you get off the fence. So when you see, in your experience, Jim, when you see, you know, when you talk to clients and, you know, now we're onto the next phase of your, um, of your, you know, career, um, what kind of questions do you ask people? Like when you, when you see them really sitting on that fence or like, okay, they're not moving. They're not, um, they're not following through. They're not implementing. Well, I asked them, uh, first of all, what is it that they want to achieve? Okay. Because they have some idea of talking about some task or some plan uh, that they haven't implemented. And I ask them what they want to achieve. And if they did achieve it, what would their life look like? So I try to get them focused on the future, the positive result and say, okay, what's the one big issue or reason standing in the way? And then let's break that down. For example, the vacation excuse. Well. Uh, when are you going on vacation? Uh, the day after tomorrow. Okay. And so are you working right up until you leave on vacation? Yes. Okay. Well, then uh, is there a time at the airport? Because we have to go to the airport these days, two or three or four hours in advance, that you could take 25 minutes and be on hold with, say, Vanguard or Fidelity and implement this task that you've been delaying. So I try to break it down. Uh, after they've given me what they'd like to have happen. And then I'm focused on what it's going to look like once they've accomplished it and say, gee, it probably shouldn't take you that long to do. And if they agree, then maybe I can get them to do it at the airport. You know why they're sitting there waiting uh, because security line wasn't that long that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the one of the other ways that I found it useful, right, in, in terms of helping uh, clients implement. And so, yes, there's these you know traditional ways of okay, here's here's a little workarounds, or you can do it. I, I had I had a recently a podcast guest who was um, she's she's helping moms, busy moms, 
kind of manage all the aspects of their lives. And one of the hacks she came up with she, uh, that, that really sort of went viral in her little environment is folding laundry in the carpool lane. She's like, well, I'm sitting there waiting for my kids to come, right? Well, what if, if I can just bring a basket of that laundry and, laundry and fold it while I'm you know, sitting there doing nothing that can get me that much further ahead. So in, in finding these little hacks um, and you know times whether you know whatever it is that you're doing um, is one you know is one workaround. What are some of the other things that you found useful in terms of getting people to move ahead? I know we talked about accountability. What are some of the tools or hacks? Well, I like people to come up with their own affirmations because if it's something that they can remember and repeat over and over again, they're embedding it in their mind. So for example is, if I can get my first financial task done before I do anything else right after my first cup of coffee, then I will be in good shape. So have a cup of coffee and do that financial plan or whatever task it is that you wanna do. And if you say it over and over again, and you do it for three or four weeks, then it becomes the habit. And there's a number of very popular books these days on habits, and that's really what the focus is. Affirmation is a good way to embed it in your, not only your conscious mind, but your subconscious mind, just to repeat it over and over again. Some people may get into the area of meditation or other things that are similar to that, but I've, in my book, I gave people example at each chapter on an affirmation they might use or one that would be similar to one that they would develop and they would frequently use to help them be successful and, and stay on track. I like that. Um, what else do you use? What other tools have you found useful? Well, the, uh, those are the, the accountability and the affirmations are the two techniques and the other two is motivation which is in my case i like to encourage people to uh, watch youtube videos because usually it's 10 or 15 minutes and for me i do it on my exercise bicycle so again it's like folding laundry <laughs> waiting waiting in the uh, uh, exit line if you're on that exercise bicycle or the treadmill and you can watch something that's gonna support you achieving what you want to, whatever area it is, but I'm focused on financial decisions and financial implementation. Watching a YouTube video is really great because you can get off and then as you're taking your shower or whatever, you can be thinking of that task and how you're gonna complete it. Yeah, I like that. You mentioned that the biggest, excuse of not getting you know things down in terms of finances was going on vacation i am just curious are there are there more what's, what's number two <laughs> yes and and if you sent me an email at jim at procrastinationjunction.com i'll send you a free list of the 34 excuses that people frequently use in the past currently use or hopefully don't use in the future. Uh -oh. So the- Tell us what's number two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, 
it, it depends upon who you are, what is number two, but a lot of people say, I'm just confused. You need to explain more about it because I was just unsure. And so I think confusion's number two, and then fear of making a mistake was number three. Um, but you have to explore what the confusion's all about. Maybe we as financial advisors didn't make it clear enough. In the past, I've done videos to show people exactly what to do when they go online because that, that causes some anxiety. And also the, uh, the fear of making a mistake, you have to explore that with people and saying, well, why are you afraid? And then you maybe get the story, the real story, where in the past they did something and it was a big mistake. Their brother-in-law, their sister-in-law, their, their uh, sibling had told them uh, some advice and, and to do something, invest in something, and they did, and it blew up and it was a big loss. And they just didn't want to make that mistake again. And a lot of times it's a $10,000, $20,000, $50,000 mistake. And that's embedded, seared in their brain. And they recall that pain. And so that fear of making mistake comes back from their past experience. And, and they're just frozen in place and not doing anything. Under, I, and I've done quite a few episodes on this topic about, you know, how like the, the habits and, and what happens, especially um, now that I have a three-year-old or I have a child, right. And understanding like how his brain is developed. And so kind of really going back into our childhood to under, you know, to, to have some sense and idea, right. You may not understand all of it completely, but why are you acting a certain way? Why are you, you know, because we've heard this, I, I know you've heard this many times with interactions with clients where like, you know, my family never really did well with finances. My parents didn't talk about money or, you know, we, 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 we didn't have to worry about like, there's all of these seeds in our, in our minds, right? Well planted early in, in our childhood that lead us to today. And, you know, the, the, the actions we take, the, the, the thoughts we have in our head, right? And what we do with those thoughts, all of this comes to like those big excuses that you mentioned, going on vacations or being confused or, um, you know, worried about something. So I, I find it really fascinating to like go back and, and really think and, and sort of dig deeper to understand like, why are you, why is this happening to you, right? Why certain things are hard or, you know, why, like we hear one of the, I don't know if it's an excuse, but one of the comments from clients that, you know, finances are hard, right? Or finances are difficult. I actually had a client who I noticed this in my conversations with her constantly would say, I hate insurance. I hate insurance. And I, I've asked her finally, why do you keep saying that you hate insurance? I'm like, what does that even mean? I just hate insurance companies. Why? Right. Oh, they just make a lot of money. Like, where did you get this information from? So, right, but to understand why somebody would, would say something or would do, right, especially, and we see this too as financial planners because we, we dig deep. We look at everything, every little corner of somebody's personal financial life. So it, it, a lot of things get to be uncovered. But I just, I'm, I'm really fascinated by the idea of, of going back into your childhood and, and, and even, even talking with your family. Like I have an opportunity right now, my mom is visiting for holidays um, to, you know, to have some of these conversations and saying like, you know, what did you do when I was growing up and, and why? And, and right, because 
until a certain time, we don't really remember because <laughs> we're too little to comprehend this information, but it's there. It's in the back of our heads and back of our minds. And that's exactly why I started off my book, chapter one, it talks about childhood. A lot of these things are subconscious or just habits. Uh, my example was being in the shopping cart and looking at all the fancy, bright things and my mother saying, no, 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 <laughs> you know, because I just wanted things. And the supermarket wasn't stupid. They put all of these child things right at my eye level. And then my mother used to hand pay, pay to the cashier and, and we got to have the, the uh, we call him the bag boy, the person bagging the, the groceries and putting them in the cart. And all I had to do was hand people colored paper and I would get things. So I had a coloring book <laughs> and I colored paper. It didn't work, but that's what I was trying to emulate. I saw what my parents did and I tried to do the same thing. And as we're growing up, we have all those false starts <laughs> when we try to mimic somebody and it doesn't exactly work right. Uh, sort of like uh, your son, Liam, calling me on the telephone every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> mimicking his mother pushing the button and I must be on your speed dial because uh, I get to talk to him about once a month don't tell anyone yes <laughs> I don't tell anyone but that but that's how you learn and sometimes you learn the right way and sometimes you learn the wrong way and it's it takes some introspection and some time to think about why we really do things it doesn't happen in a five-minute conversation, which is why I, I plan in my next phase of life to just talk to people on the phone and, and ask them why they're doing or not doing certain things, and then explore that a little bit to sort of uh, talk them off the fence, just like I'm trying to do in the book. Yeah, I, I love that idea a lot because there's, there's, really, there's really probably that much work that needs to be done for somebody to really achieve that financial independence or whatever it is that they want to achieve, right? When it comes to their finances. So once readers are finished reading your book, I, I mean, obviously I know you want them to take action. Like that's probably, and this is my understanding of all of the conversations, <laughs> do something, right? Like take one step forward. Well, what is your idea? What do you want them to, um, to do? Well, at, at the end of each chapter, I have a little box where they can write down an affirmation. So I'm trying to take have them take action at each step of the eight chapters that I've got in the book. So it's not like, okay, wait till the end, now go out and do it. I want them to do it step by step along the way. So then they can look back and see what they've written in those little boxes and, and start saying it and using it and implementing it. And I ask them to pass the book along to someone else. Because I don't think this is just a book that you read and put on the shelf. I think other people can use it too. And usually the reader can think, huh, who else in their 20s or 30s or 40s uh, could do a lot better if they'd only have a little system to work, to get off the fence and, and get moving. And there are a lot of other books that they can read on financial independence, retire early. The acronym is FIRE. And there's all sorts of different kinds of fires. There's fat fire, skinny fire, 
barista fire. I'm, I'm in the barista fire stage where I just like to have a little bit extra money. I'm financially independent, but it's nice to have a little extra money coming in that you can do nice things for your family or for charities and stuff like that. So there's a lot of books that are available. In fact, I'm working on a second book right now. I've, I've written five out of 18 chapters, and uh, I, I want to help people make a decision on how to do things. So first book is talking them off the fence and how to get them to move ahead. And then how do you do it? Because there's a lot of different ways to save and invest. And it, each way is not right for everybody. But if you could explore in one book 18 different ways and then have supplementary information at the end of each chapter so you can explore in more detail what might appeal to you and your personality, and then they can really get it done. So the first phase, talk them off the fence. The second phase, show how to do it. And then the third phase, I'm thinking about a side gig that, turn, that could turn into a full-time gig that nobody's ever written a book on how to do it before. And so I don't want to give it away <laughs> because I may not write that book for six months to a year and someone else could write it ahead of me. So <laughs> I got to keep okay. that close to the vest. You, your books are written by you. You have your, you know, your thoughts, your opinions. And so, yes, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the next book that you, you create, Jim. How can our listeners connect with you? Well, procrastinationjunction.com. I'm just starting a YouTube channel, Procrastination Junction. If they go on Facebook, Procrastination Junction. Um, I have a private procrastination junction question and answer group where there's no sales. I'm not trying to sell my books or anything or coaching or anything like that. I just want to answer people's questions. And right now there's only 28 or 30 people in that group. It's everything is moderated. Who gets in, who, what questions are asked, what questions are answered. Uh, anybody can ask questions and anybody can give answers because I don't have all the answers by any stretch of the imagination, but I want to have a platform that doesn't cost anything, that's free, and that can really help people move ahead. So book, coaching, YouTube, I'm starting podcasting. Uh, I'm trying to help as many people as possible in an area, Anna, where we're not regulated. In our Main Street financial planning business, we're highly regulated. We're, we're licensed in eight different states, and every time we change something, it has to go through eight states. And I've done that, and you've done that. And I wanted to get to semi-retirement work. I just do a sliver of our business that's not regulated. So I want to help people, but I don't want to be regulated. So I can't give them advice. I can't say, buy this, sell that. I can't say, you can retire in three years because those are regulated activities. I just want to talk them through the obstacles, see if I can get them a move ahead and then explore with them all the different ways they can do it. And they make up their mind on what to do. I, I am jealous of, of you doing that because there's definitely a lot of work behind the scenes, but I still love, I still love our financial planning work. And I know you do as well because you've been here for 20 years. So it's, 
<laughs> it's exciting um, to see the next phase of what you're going to do. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Any last minute thoughts before we close? Yes. Don't give up reading and consuming information that's credible and realistic because that's how people move ahead. Keep consuming good information. Thank you, Jim, so much. Bye, everybody. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.